coming up. Heartbroken. This is not the news I would want to get at any time, you know, but just the fact that he was doing his job is really scary. Heartbreaking and so tragic that something like this could happen in broad daylight. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. And we have more breaking news in Longmont, where a U.S. postal worker was shot and killed this afternoon while delivering mail. Police say that it was a male postal worker who was shot multiple times and died at the scene. It's unclear if the suspect was walking in the neighborhood or drove up to this postal employee and started firing. And it's also unclear if this was the postal worker's normal route or if the suspect knew the employee. Two people are now charged with first-degree murder in connection to the killing of a postal worker in Colorado earlier this month. I'm joined by KUSA 9 News producer Janet Orvets joining us from Denver. Janet, this shooting took place, this murder took place in broad daylight in Longmont, Colorado, right? Yeah, actually it was right around lunchtime, around 12.30 p.m. on October 13th when someone in a Longmont neighborhood called 911 and they said that someone had been shot in their driveway um, they said that they had seen someone running away from the scene. They were kind of a smaller person wearing a dark hoodie and a blue face mask, like one of the surgical masks. Um, and this caller said that they were afraid to go outside and check on the victim. Um, but, yeah, that's what happened. And this is in a neighborhood where it's a they have the kiosk of the mailboxes. So, you know, the postal worker would be there for a little bit of time filling multiple different keyed mailboxes. So he would have been out of his vehicle um, when the victim was shot there. And this happened, uh, this was on October 13th. He was shot several times while delivering the mail. I understand schools were put on lockdown, and obviously a lot of people in the area were concerned, very concerned. Yeah, that's true. There were a couple of different schools in the area that were put on lockdown as uh, they were searching for the suspect in this case. Um, and, and actually there were numerous homeowners that had captured uh, video surveillance of the, or not necessarily of the shooting itself, but um, captured video of surrounding incidents. Um, for example, the, the suspect was seen running away on the camera, security camera. Uh, a couple of the cameras actually picked up the gunshots. I think there were four to five gunshots that were heard on the security cameras there. Um, and a camera also picked up a vehicle, um, which proved to be a, a key clue that was seen uh, driving away from the scene shortly after the shots were heard. And investigators were able to catch up with the suspect pretty quickly. I want to get to that, of course. But before we do that, tell us about the victim in this case, this postal worker. Yeah, so the victim was a 33-year-old Jason Schaefer. He had been at this post office for quite some time. I think one of the, the coworkers that we spoke with said that she had worked with him at the Longmont Post Office for uh, roughly uh, a decade or so. Um, and he said, you know, every morning she would just greet her with this smile. Um, we also know that he was a on the softball team. He played, uh, there was a poster, or a softball team for the uh, postal service workers, and he played shortstop for the team. Um, so he was kind of, kind of very well-liked, um, you know, spoke to everyone every morning and very friendly. We are a family. It'll be a hard first day back. Um, Part of me wants to do my route and his route, you know, and just keep it together and, until it's okay, but I'm not sure I can. And to be honest, I don't know what to think right now. This, this tragic 
shooting takes place and uh, then a hunt for a suspect. What happens next? Yeah, so, you know, in in the early uh, afternoon after the shooting, you know, it it wasn't quite clear whether this was a targeted attack, at least not to us here in the media, um, or whether this was sort of a random attack on this postal worker. Um, But later on in the evening, we did learn that police um, made an arrest, and the the first arrest, there's been two, the first arrest in this case was a woman named Devin Schreiner, um, and it turns out that she was an ex of the victim, Jason Schaefer, um, and we know that she later in the day, around I think after five o'clock, she actually went to the Longmont Police Department um, and spoke with the detective. So they didn't really have to track her down. She went there and, and spoke with them and, and was arrested after that. Longmont Police have arrested a woman overnight in connection to the postal worker shooting. Police say they have the victim's ex-girlfriend into custody. What do we learn after that? I know there's been another arrest. Now we mentioned that two people are charged with first-degree murder. Uh, she she carried this out. The shooting on her own is my understanding, but another individual has been arrested and involved. Correct. So right the day after the shooting, we got a, um, information from Longmont Police. They had also um, searched the home of what they said was an acquaintance of Devin Schreiner. Um, we didn't really know too much beyond that, that there was this acquaintance. Um, and then so about a week after the shooting, we got a, a tip into our newsroom that there was this uh, federal corrections officer um, that was arrested in connection with this murder as well. So, you know, we started looking into that. I was able to confirm that he did, and that the name, his name is Andrew Ritchie, um, that he did, in fact, work at the uh, FDIC in Inglewood at the federal corrections facility, actually the one where Brad Blagojevich spent his time. Um, but anyway, so he was a corrections officer there. Um, and then we learned that, I don't want to say that they were boyfriend-girlfriend, but we learned that there was some type of romantic relationship between the two of them um, and that he's now charged with first-degree murder. And while he's, it's not believed that he helped carry out the actual attack, um, there are some things that his actions that morning of the shooting that I believe investigators uh, suspect that maybe he could have done more um, to prevent the shooting from happening. 34-year-old Andrew A.J. Ritchie a corrections officer at the federal prison in Englewood, has now been charged with complicity to commit first-degree murder. According to police, recent voicemails found on Devin Schreiner's phone appear to indicate that Richie and Schreiner were involved romantically. Police say they also found pictures on Richie's phone of Schreiner wearing the same clothes she was wearing when she killed Schaefer. The morning of the murder, Schreiner allegedly told Richie that today is the day and I have everything I need. According to the arrest warrant, Richie then drove to the Longmont post office and started following Schaefer around the neighborhood for most of the morning. A few hours after Schaefer was killed, police say Richie picked up Schreiner at work. Before his arrest, Richie told detectives he was aware that Schreiner had previously talked about killing Schaefer, and he was following Schaefer around that day to see if Schreiner showed up so he could confront her. When asked by detectives why he did not contact police, rather than, quote, stalk a mailman all morning. Detectives say Richie responded that he can see why it looks like he was stalking Schaefer. He was initially arrested and held on a complicit to commit first-degree murder charge, um, but he appeared in court uh, earlier this week where the charge was actually up to just uh, first-degree murder after deliberation. Um, and I think some of the reason behind that is that there's an arrest affidavit for him, and it goes into detail that, you know, on the morning of the shooting, um, he had conversations with 
been the suspect who's accused of carrying out the attack, Devin Schreiner, where she said things like, today is the day. Um, that was a direct quote. There was another quote that said, I have all I need. That was another quote. And he had said that she had talked to him before about potentially carrying out, you know, a, a murder, killing Jason Schaefer, and that he had been able to talk her down um, in the past. And so he went into detail about that, how that morning he was trying to talk her down from doing this. He thought at one point that, you know, he had been successful. But he also went on to say that he went so far as to follow the victim, Jason Schaefer, around Longmont that morning um, and even had a conversation with him somewhere along his route, which he said lasted about 15 seconds, where he said to him, hey, you need to watch out for Devin Schreiner. You're, you're pushing her over the edge. Um, and he said that, according to him, the affidavit, that uh, Jason sort of responded, I'm not afraid of her. And then he said, I felt like I had done my due diligence, and so he went about his business for the rest of the day. But he never uh, went to law enforcement about any of that. This appears to be one of those cases where, you know, you don't have to be the one pulling the trigger to be charged with the crime of first-degree murder then. Yeah, I mean, certainly not in this case. Like I said, I, I, I haven't seen any indication that he was actually at the crime scene that day, um, but there were certainly things leading up to it where, you know, he kind of knew that, you know, she had this plan, his actions, um, I think, told law enforcement that, that he had a pretty, pretty good idea um, beforehand that she was going to go through with it, um, yet uh, didn't really do much to prevent it from happening. Do we know anything about a possible motive or the nature of the relationship between Schreiner and Schaefer that might have led her to do this? Yeah, so according to, you know, court records and according to multiple witnesses, uh, uh, Schreiner and Schaefer, they they were a couple at some point. They share a child together. I'm, I'm not sure the exact age on the child, but I believe elementary age. Um, and, you know, as police were interviewing people, it was it was very well known that the two of them had been battling over custody of, of their son. Um, in fact, on the day of the on the day of the shooting, the, I think it was the postal inspector, um, the postal inspector in charge of the Longmont facility had actually come to the crime scene. And one of the first things he said, according to the affidavit, was, did the baby mama do it um, or something to that effect? So it was very early on that there was kind of this everyone, it was not a secret that the two of them had been kind of in this bitter custody battle over their son. Um, and we know that, according to court records, I believe it was on October 11th, which is just a couple of days before the shooting, um, that uh, Jason Schaefer had filed court paperwork um, requesting additional parental time. Um, and that was because he was, according to the affidavits, that he was concerned about marks and maybe bruises um, on their son and that he said he was arguing that uh, Devin Schreiner was not paying her share of childcare costs. So that... Uh, seems to weigh in on a possible motive. Um, and then the second motive, potential motive, would be that I think it was mid-September, so again within a month of the shooting, um, Devin Schreiner had also worked at the Longmont Post Office um, where Jason worked, but she was fired from there for, we don't know exactly what it was, but some type of incident, um, the affidavit says, involving the two of them. 
So we don't know exactly what this incident was, but we know that she was fired from there not long before the shooting and then took another job at a different uh, post office after that. All right. So a lot of information already available about this this couple and what might have led up to all this. Jason Schaefer was a postal worker. This could be considered a federal crime. Is that right? Yeah, you know, it could. We haven't heard anything about, um, you know, federal charges yet at this point. Um, but there are definitely kind of multiple different investigations going on. There's one one with the Longmont Police Department, and we know that the uh, the spec- inspector general with the post office is also conducting an investigation, or they're a part of that investigation. So I would suspect that, you know, it's a good possibility that there could be uh, federal charges in the case. Um, but as far as I know, I don't believe those have, you know, come to fruition yet, which doesn't mean that, that they won't. Um, but I'm, I know there's an ongoing investigation into that aspect of it. All right, Janet, and where are Andrew Ritchie and Devin Schreiner today? Still behind bars? Yeah, so both of them are still behind bars. They're both being held on uh, first-degree murder charges here, which is typically uh, here in Colorado a no-bond offense. So they'll likely be behind bars and, and you know until the next steps in, in, their, uh, in their court procedure uh, in the coming weeks. All right, Janet Orovetz, KUSA 9 news producer, joining us from Denver. Thanks again for uh, being on the show. We appreciate it. Tell us about this case. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.